0: Welcome to the Quantum Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relational mastery, and the initiations that that entails, and what the journey looks like and feels like when we open up and let love lead. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Quantum Love Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. And as you can probably hear in my voice still, I am recovering from a week-long cold. (laughs) It's been the first one I've had in a couple years, so I guess, you know, all things considered, it's not so bad, and it really wasn't that horrible of a situation, let's be honest. But it really put some things into perspective for me, you know, my human humans sometimes (laughs) if, uh, your human does the same thing, but I often have a very distinct idea of how things are supposed to go and how I want them to go. And, you know, sometimes life aligns with that and then sometimes I get leveled inside of that. And this is one of those experiences. (laughs) Because I was away for almost two weeks, three weeks, and there's a lot of stuff that went on for me and my family and it was a lot of energy output and tending to some really important things that, um, I'm not going to talk about today, but you know, it was, it was just a a big energy vortex, you know, in all of the best possible ways. Like this wasn't a dramatic experience. This was a very nurturing, nourishing, healing generational wounds kind of business, which is so great. And you know, I was coming back home for 10 days and then I'm headed back. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get home. I've got 10 days. I'm going to crank out all this content and I've got all of these things that I want to do. I'm going to record all of these podcasts and do a bunch of work inside of my other containers. And I got home the night I got home, I'm like, Ooh, something's feeling a little funky in my chest. Um, and as someone who has had lifelong asthma, like I'm very, very sensitive to anything that happens in my chest. And then that's gone up a whole other level of sensitivity since I began doing a lot of embodiment work a couple years ago. And so I could feel like these subtle sensations in my body. I'm like, "Uh, you know, I I can't be in resistance to reality here. I can't deny reality. Something is going on. And I know enough to not fight against that and to surrender and open up into it. And so that was the the evening that I got home. And the next morning I woke up, I'm like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm, somebody's got a cold and that somebody is me and uh, so I'm like okay like a couple days like the last time I was sick I think it was like three days that I had this cold for so that's generally about the time it lasts for me I'm like okay three days and I'll you know let myself rest and then I will have the rest of the seven days to crank out all my content to do what I want to do like you know me being me. (laughs) And, um, it has lasted, well, almost the entire time I've been back. I leave in two days and, you know, I'm definitely feeling better. I just have a little bit of congestion left, but, uh, it really... It didn't go the way that I planned. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, you know, when things don't go according to plan, who do you become? But also listening to the wisdom of your body, because if we are wanting to up level into the world and frequency of quantum love, so this is like the energetics of love of the highest order. And if you are tapped in to the frequency of love of the highest order, and then you're pulling that down and through and feeding all of your relational dynamics, everything that you're doing in life, you're feeding it through that frequency, life gets pretty freaking magical. However, in order to work that whole system, you have to be in right relationship with your human. And this is where a lot of spiritual work loses me. And I'm guessing it probably loses a lot of people because it kind of untethers people. It sends them up and out of their body instead of down and in to their body. And when we can't inhabit our body, it's very hard to not only determine what the signals are that our body gives us, but also how to follow those currents. And so we end up not being able to either read our intuition or certainly not being able to trust it. And there's usually a lot of locked up sensation and emotion stored in the body. And when we have a lot of that material, not only does our body get more rigid or we end up having a little bit more discomfort or pain in the body, which is not ideal. But we also, again, like it's, it's like a layer between you and your intuition. It's a layer between you and the truth of who you are. So we build up all of these layers and then life is a little bit more dull. And things are a little bit more gritty. And it's a little bit more challenging to navigate life and our relationships. So you will hear me say this over and over and over and over again, how important it is to be in right relationship with reality and right relationship with your body. Now, being in right relationship with reality in your body means we can't fight what's actually true and alive in this moment in your body. So for me, uh, there's always this impulse (laughs) to fight reality, the impulse to fight what is. Because sometimes what is, is really uncomfortable. It's not ideal, it's not how I want it to be. And so my human, humans in that moment, And it starts kind of pulling or pushing against reality that no it shouldn't be this way I want it to be a way that it isn't right now and all that does is delay the blessings that are on the other side of getting in right relationship with what is happening right now now of course we're not talking about abuse in this conversation, so please don't distort that and pull that into a conversation that is a completely different different conversation. We are not talking about abuse in any way, shape, or form. These concepts, um, they don't apply there. And when we are in those types of dynamics, sure, we do have to be in right relationship with reality to be able to address what is happening. And there's a totally different pathway that we have to take when we are on that track. And I am not a abuse counselor. I am not someone who specializes in that area. While I am aware and informed in that area, I'm not specialized in that area. So we don't go on those journeys. We literally, I'm not going to teach you something that I'm not equipped to teach you. And that's also part of being in right relationship with reality, is being honest with yourself of where, like, where is it in integrity for you to teach or to guide or to lead? And where is it not? We have to know these things about ourselves. Otherwise, we set ourselves up to not only hurt ourselves, but we also then potentially really can do a lot of harm and uh, really hurt a lot of other people. So we just kind of want to stay away from that <laughs> as best we can. But I want to put that disclaimer there because there's always somebody who, you know, tries to distort it and pull it in a direction and does the, yeah, but what about this? Like, so we're just going to cover that here so that we can come back into the conversation. So when we are dealing with something that's uncomfortable, or a situation that is going in a different direction than we maybe originally anticipated. The first order of business is to come into right relationship with reality. What is actually happening in reality right now? And what are my feelings about it? So that's part of, you know, orienting here is being able to say this is what's happening in reality. And these are my feelings about it. So if I, you know, use my example of getting sick. So what's happening in reality is there's, you know, a little bit of congestion in my chest. um, There's congestion in my sinuses. And it's uncomfortable. And it's annoying. And (laughs) it is not, you know, how I anticipated spending These nine days. And you know, being able to just name what's happening without judging it. I'm not judging myself for having those feelings. Not judging myself for having that experience. I'm saying this is what's happening. This is what's happening inside of me. And once I can name what's really there, like the totality of what's there. So, you know, the sensations, the feelings that are happening in my body. And then my ideas about that, maybe even my judgments about that, and name them. Because if you're naming the judgment, you are not embodying the judgment. You're just labeling like, hey, this is a thought that went through my head. And just because you have a thought that goes through your head doesn't mean that it's A, the truth, and B, you don't have to keep rolling with that thought if it's not something that ultimately serves the direction that you want to go. We have so many thoughts every single day. And if you believed every single one of them, that would be exhausting. And so we start to develop this ability to really discern what's in service and what's not. So whenever I'm fighting or resisting reality, I'm actually taking myself out of the position to be a conscious creator of my reality. So again, that doesn't mean that I have ultimate control over the universe. What it does mean is I have the conscious ability to create how I'm going to respond to life. So when things happen, I always have a choice as to how I'm going to react or respond. And sometimes I will react from an old wound, I will react from a place of contraction, and then there will be other times where I respond from a place of being really anchored in the person that I want to be in the world. And both of those experiences are right and true. They both inform the person that I am and the person that I'm becoming. And when we deny the shadowy parts, when we deny these parts that are like, ooh, it's not so nice to look at (laughs) sometimes, I don't want to admit that about myself, when we can't touch that part, that part literally hijacks more of your behavior, more of your perception of reality. And so it is in deep service to love of the highest order for you to be in right relationship with reality, which means being in right relationship with your shadowy parts and the more integrated, expansive, love-filled parts. All of it belongs. All of it is welcome. And if you have a hard time with that, Welcome to the club. This has been a 13-year work in progress for me. And it doesn't mean that it's going to take you 13 years to get to a place of acceptance and opening around this. This is actually something that opened pretty early on in my journey, and I've just been refining it and practicing for, it probably took me maybe a couple months to really land that in my system. And then it's literally taken the, you know, 12 years to play with it, to refine it, to integrate it, to explore that part of myself. So you can be aware that we have these parts and then we have to actually practice being in relationship with those parts. And then the more that you practice being in approval, and being in right relationship with all parts of you, then over time, we get dropped into deeper layers. So over time, you're actually getting to know and create intimacy with every single layer of you, which I think is really extraordinary. And I'm honestly really stoked to spend the rest of my life in this body, in this incarnation, exploring the layers of who I am. Like, what is in this vessel? What is in this mind? What is in this heart? Like, let me know it all. And the only way to know it all is to be willing to meet reality when it comes That's the best way to know what's going on with you is to pay attention to what's happening right now. Before I recorded this podcast today, I was doing meditation and I started tracking last night just to see what would happen if when I felt the tickle in my throat that would normally lead to a cough and then sometimes agitates my my lungs and then I have to take my inhaler, like it's this whole thing. Right. So I was like, I'm just gonna do a little experiment with myself tonight, and I'm gonna, you know, apply one of the foundational principles of non-linear practice, which is the foundation of the embodiment work that I teach. So one of the foundational principles of non-linear movement is following and tracking sensation in your body and moving with that sensation. So I'm like, well what if I pair naming what's happening in reality with following the sensation that's happening in my system and just see what happens? And so every time I felt the tickle in my throat, I dropped in and I identified what the tickle felt like, where it's located, and just watching it move. So I'm tracking it moving. And last night before I fell asleep, It was starting on, you know, the right-hand side of my throat, like close to my collarbone. And then it kind of moved up, and then it moved down, and then it moved side to side. And then it kind of dispersed, and the tickle was gone. And we're like, oh, that was interesting. The next time it happened, it showed up on the left side. And then it started weaving on the left side, and then did a dispersal. And so it happened again when I was in meditation today. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to follow the sensation of what's happening in my body. So in that moment, like this is the most present you could be in a meditation (laughs) because I'm literally right there with reality. I'm right there with my body. So, you know, show me where this energy wants to go. And what came through was... You know, when I was coughing, there was this energy inside of my throat that wanted my attention. But instead of me dropping in and tuning in, I was annoyed that I have a tickle in my throat and I'm like, oh, and it's going to turn into a cough and then I'm going to have to take my inhaler. And then... So I wasn't in my body. I wasn't in the present moment. I was literally popped off into my head stirring up this whole reality that wasn't even happening and this practice brought me right into reality right into that moment where the sensation all it wanted from me was for me to name that it was there to be in relationship with it and just watch it dance that's all I was doing I was watching it dance in my mind's eye and feeling it move with the sensations of my body. And I did allow my body to move with the sensations, which helped open it. And lucky me, there was no coughing fit before I went to sleep last night. No inhaler needed. Now, that's not to say that there won't be times where I have a coughing fit and I need my inhaler. Like, of course that's going to happen but there was something really significant about having that relationship in reality and experiencing that and watching it track. It literally tracked through my throat and I could feel like the little tickle. And it was almost like it was this very playful, energetic spirit kind of moving particle. Like it, It had a, it had a little bit of mischief in it. And I'm like, huh, is this the mischievous part of myself that wants to be known and wants to be loved into wholeness? This playful part of myself that I kind of put on the back burner when some really hard stuff happened in this last decade like, I've been bringing that part of me back as best I can, and it felt like this was just another layer of welcoming that part back, that, you know, this mischievous, playful part of me that sometimes gets cast away when I'm too busy, when i I'm filling my schedule and I'm like I got to do da, 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 all these podcast episodes and they like film all of this content and do this over here and they like, like my life is just too full for that playful mischievous energy to really like have its own time to shine. So of course I would get leveled <laughs> when I got home. And, you know, part of getting sick for me is always a reminder to slow down. Always. Like, girl, you're pushing it. (laughs) You're going a mile a minute here and you need to slow down. You need to rest. You need to nourish. So that's always a big part of it. And then it was so interesting to watch this other element reveal itself. Like it's time to bring more permission for that mischievous, playful, energetic part of you. Let it dance, let it move, let it track through your system. And when you meet what wants to be known inside of you, it doesn't have to have its way with you. It doesn't have to fuck you up. Whereas, you know, I wasn't tuning in like that for the week prior up until this point, um, I, I wasn't, I was just more focused on mm-hmm. like, okay, let me get through this day. Cause it's really fucking hard and I'm feeling really shitty and you know, my body is not happy. So let me nourish her. That was my priority for the first week. And because I laid that foundation of just tending to what was actually being asked of me, tending to the needs in that moment. Then when there was capacity, when there was spaciousness, when there was availability to do this exploration, that's when I went down and in. Down and into the body, not up and out of the body, but down and in. What is this tickle in my throat trying to communicate to me? Which is also really interesting because the current series that's happening right now, The Codes of Quantum Love, before I do any of these embodiment series, I sit in a sacred ceremony and I pull all of the cards. So we work with archetypes in this series and we work with embodying those archetypes and pairing them with certain energy signatures so that you can unlock these parts of yourself and get to know parts of yourself through an archetypal journey. And so I'll sit in sacred ceremony and I will pull the cards for each journey. So I know what each archetype is that we're going to be exploring in the embodiment sessions. And before I do that, I tune the deck. So I have a set of tuning forks. I am a sound healer (laughs) through and through sound healing is my jam. Uh, I just, I love frequencies. I love harmonies. I love music. I love sound. So whenever I do work, like there's a lot of that energy infused into it. So I will tune the deck with the frequencies of the container. So I look at, all right, where are we going in this two month container? And what are the things that I'm teaching and what are the energetic frequencies that are attached to those, those parts? So what I'm going to teach, where's that anchored in the energetic system? Where does that show up in the body? And then I choose the tuning forks that correlate with the frequencies that we're going to be working with. And then I tune the deck to those frequencies, and I tune my body. So for this particular series that we're currently in, The Codes of Quantum Love, the frequencies that we used in the tuning forks were the heart chakra, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. And I kid you not, the day after I do this ceremony is the day that I get sick, and it starts in my chest, It moves up into my throat, up into my sinuses, and now it's clearing out my crown. And so this is happening on a metaphysical level, a physical level, an energetic and an emotional level, that these upgrades that I teach are also upgrading me at the same time. And whenever we get sick, there is an upgrade that's happening to the system. So your system is literally getting rid of material that it's no longer needing and is no longer in service to you. And there's this purification process that happens when we get sick. Like it literally clears out. That's why you have sinuses that are dripping and like you're hacking up lung and you're, you know, getting this stuff out. You're getting something out that is no longer in harmony with your system. And so there's an energetic, emotional, and also physical upgrade that happens when you get sick, when you get a cold. And so I just found it so interesting (laughs) that Mm. it correlated exactly, and literally, it followed the same progression as the tune-up that I did with the tuning forks and my body prior to the ceremony, and then the same sequence, I did heart, throat, throat third eye, crown, when I tuned the deck. And so those frequencies, the heart frequency, throat, third eye, and crown are infused into the archetypes that were selected for this series and for this alchemical journey that everyone who's in that class is privy to. P.S., if you missed (laughs) the sign-up, for it, there is still one way that you can access it. And that is through the embodied alchemy membership. The membership gives you access to all past classes and all current classes that are happening throughout the term of your membership. So you'd have to go back and do the replay and start with session one, but you can always still hop in if you're like, ah, this sounds amazing. Why didn't I sign up? Or I didn't know about this until today. Um, You can still pop in that, but that's the only, the only route. So it's a minimum six month membership. It's $111 a month and you'll have access to the current series that's happening. You will also get access to the embodiment sessions that are going to be paired with the new healing heartbreak program that I'm releasing really soon. And then the next series will start in August. And I'm, I'm not sure if we're going to do people pleasing or boundaries, but we're going to do one of those two and whatever one we don't do, it'll be the final one for the year. So we have some great ones that are coming up. And if you're like, I want that quantum like tune up, (laughs) I want to be in the pocket of love of the highest order and bringing that down through and you want to do the embodiment journey, then I will pop the link in the show notes for you to join the membership and get yourself in there. So when we are working with those frequencies and we have these intentions to upgrade and infuse our life with these frequencies, anything that is incongruent with that frequency will have to be cleared first. So, you know, there was clearly some clearing that needed to happen in my system as well. Obviously, like I'm human, just like all of you. (laughs) <laughs> I have clearing that has to happen. I have upgrades that happen. I have growth that happens all the time. And, you know, to be able to surrender into, okay, this is not the way that I was anticipating spending my week. I you know, was a little bit compressed coming home because I'm like, oh, I only have 10 days and I have all of this stuff I want to get done. And then I get leveled the day that I get back home. And I can't do any of it. Like, literally, the only thing I had capacity to do was to teach the one class, the first session of Codes of Quantum Love. And, you know, I was lucky that my voice held up because I had lost my voice the day before. So <laughs> when I'm telling you it went from my chest up into my throat, like, It really went from my chest up into my throat. And my throat was like, "Mm, yep, we're going to take away your ability to speak for a few days. And um, we're going to do some cosmic upgrading here. And that was a real trip for me. When my voice went, because obviously I have a podcast, so I talk. I teach, which requires me to be able to speak. And I sing. And I've just entered into a glorious new songwriting mentorship for the next year. And I'm like, am I losing my voice right before this whole year starts? Yep, that's exactly what's happening. And so, you know, when we have these new upgrades that we're doing and we're taking new action, there is a bit of time where our system has to acclimatize. Just like if you were to literally go to a very different climate than what you are used to. It will take a little bit of time for your body to get used to how that climate is compared to how you were conditioned. And so whenever we're upgrading relationally with our bodies, um, in any area of life, we're taking on something new there will often be a time where this upgrade happens, where our body and our mind and our emotions and our energy is kind of doing the new acclimatization. So it's figuring out how to fit in this new frequency, how to fit in this new energetic threshold because it's not used to operating there. So we have to go through this little phase of time where we're like, Ooh, this is a little crunchy. (laughs) This is not what I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and whether that's emotional, whether that's physical, like with me, um, sometimes it's energetic, there's, there's going to be an upgrade. And so surrendering into that process allows you to access the nuggets Of wisdom that are there. And we're going to talk about the wisdom of grief in an upcoming episode because there's a lot of wisdom in that too. And when we go through these upgrades, it can sometimes surface grief, especially if grief is the thing that's been locked down and it's the area that you won't let yourself explore, which welcome to the world you know, we don't do a great job with grief as a collective. So I've got that coming down the pipeline for you. And what's interesting is that, you know, I had this idea that I needed every single day of my, my 10 days back home to get all of this stuff done. And even that was going to be tight. And then I get leveled. I do not spend the 10 days Doing all of the work that I wanted to be doing. Instead, I spent the 10 days resting. I spent it nourishing my body and making really, really nourishing food so that my body could have the nutrients that it needed to continue to heal. Uh, I slept a lot. So resting was more like in the daytime and just like going slow. And then I let myself sleep. The amount of salt baths that I had and essential oils going, um, you know, that was just what was required. And inside of that, I had some really beautiful experiences this week. I had such an amazing time for our first codes of quantum love session. Like, it was so fun. I wore a fluorescent pink blazer, which I think is my new favorite thing. Um, I always love fluorescent colors, and spring is the season. So I'm going to be bringing those out of the closet. But there's just something about the energetic of that color. And then the people who join the container, I'm literally obsessed with every single one of them. Uh, The insights that came through, the activity in the community space as a result of the sessions and the journey that everyone went through was so magnificent. I got to have a really beautiful catch up with my grandmother. Um, I talked to her for two hours one day and then an hour and a half the next day. I got to share with her some of the new music that is about to get released and have her hear it, which was so special because I haven't seen her because of, uh, the panty here. And it was really nice to be able to talk to her and FaceTime with her and actually see her and share these parts of my life that I've been working on, you know, since the last time I saw her and it was just really, really special to have that time with her and that time with my mom, because my mom was on the call too. And then the second day, my brother and my sister-in-law and my niece and nephew. And there are these moments that I don't know that I would have let myself have, or at least not had as much of it, because I would have been like, oh, look at the time. I got to go get something done. And instead, I'm like, well, I have a very spacious day because I literally don't have capacity to do anything else. So yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's be in connection and, you know, see what magic unwinds and unfolds from there. And, you know, really honoring my capacity this week of like, I, I can't do it. And having to reschedule things, and, <laughs> which is not my favorite thing to do, but you know, having to surrender into that and knowing that it's okay, that there will be phases of time in life where just not as available to operate at the level I usually operate at. And, you know, having these experiences of connection that wouldn't have happened before because I would have been too busy. And then to realize that Well, now that I'm through the worst part of it and my energy is back to normal, you know, then being able to take a dance class online and, you know, doing some more movement to my system and in my house and like, oh, this actually feels really nourishing now that I've given my body the adequate rest that it needed. And I think that's a really important thing to keep reinforcing is when we force ourselves to do something that isn't in right relationship with reality, there's always going to be a blowback. Always. Whether you are forcing your body to work out when it's tired and then you strain a muscle, that's the blowback. Or if you are pushing a partner to... I, I watched Ultimatum <laughs> this week. <laughs> Uh, So, you know, pushing a partner for a certain level of commitment that they're not ready for, and then you get the blowback of maybe them leaving altogether or finding someone else or, you know, disengaging even more in the relationship. That's the blowback. There's always going to be a blowback when we are pushing, when we are forcing, So this is why it's so important to slow down, just in general, and give ourselves spaciousness so that when we have these moments in time where an upgrade is happening or we're really getting leveled and we have to really slow down, that we can surrender into it. We don't have to force our way through it and be like, suck it up, you know, I'm not getting sick and I'm not doing this. It's not a moral failing to get a cold or to get sick or to have something, you know, go sideways. That's just part of what it means to be human in playing the human game. And, you know, when we think that we are above that, that's when we actually suffer. That's when the sweetness of life gets sucked right out. But when we can be in right relationship with reality and what it means to be human, which is, you know, there are going to be times that are really wonderful and there are going to be times that are really fucking shitty. There are going to be emotions that are really hard and sticky and crunchy to navigate. And there will be emotions that are really smooth and pleasurable that you get to experience as well. All of it belongs. There are going to be things that happen that aren't fair. There are going to be things that happen that are fair and are just. And, you know, this is part of the alchemical soup that we swim in as humans. And when we fight it, we miss the magic. When we fight it, you know, we miss that moment where you're tracking the tickle in your throat And it opens into this realization that those parts all they want is to be known. All they want is to be named. And when they do, when you you know tend to them properly, they don't need to wreak havoc over your system. And so there will always be something that opens in you when you come into relationship with reality that is a, you know, it doesn't even have to be harmonious. Like I said at the beginning, you might be able to name what's happening and then you have your opinions and your judgments about it, you know, but can you name those too? Can you get those out into the open that yes, I can acknowledge that this is what's happening in reality and I'm pissed about it. This isn't fair. This isn't right. This isn't just, I don't like it. Can you name all that stuff too? Because then you're bringing that material out of the shadow You're bringing it out into the open so it can be alchemized by the light, alchemized by love, alchemized by truth. And when this alchemy happens that is in the frequency of love of the highest order, which is also the frequency of truth of the highest order, it opens portals of incredible possibility that wouldn't otherwise be possible. And if that doesn't make being human the most magical and enchanting and extraordinary and confusing thing ever, I don't know what does. I don't know what counts, you know? And for me, like I would much rather live a magical existence where I'm in relationship with reality. I'm feeling life fully. I'm not denying parts of reality, I want it to be perfect, or I want things to be comfortable all the time. I'm allowing those moments where it's uncomfortable. Being sick is uncomfortable. Feeling pain is uncomfortable. And yet there is always something so rich inside of that experience if you are willing to open into it. So I think that's all I want to say about that. For this week, <laughs> and I think what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna keep trying this for a little bit of time, see how we go. But I really like the progression of three weeks on for episodes and then one week off. That really flows with my feminine system, so I'm gonna keep rolling with that until I don't. <laughs> like I'm gonna keep doing what feels right and true and aligned. And if at some point I want to switch to every other week, then that's what I'll do. But for now, I like this vibe of three episodes, one week off, three episodes, one week off. So that's what we're going to do. So I will be back next week with a new episode. And, you know, leave me a comment on Instagram. You can come over to the quantum love membership. It's 22 bucks a month. I'm leaving it as 22 bucks a month, at least for the month of April, because obviously all of this stuff happened and I just don't have capacity to upgrade the price. So lucky you. Um, it will stay at $22 for the month of April at least. And that is a place where you can come in and digest the podcast. You can discuss them with other people. There are workbooks, there are quantum love workbooks in there. I release one a month and there's just spaciousness in there to explore these concepts a little bit deeper for yourself. And starting next month in May, I will be beginning the community Q&A that is specific to that community space. So you already get the replays of my free community calls that I do for everyone on my email list. I do one of those a month. And starting in May, I will be doing a Q&A session for all of the members of the Quantum Love membership. So if you are in there, you get to be part of the Q&A. And um, I think it's going to be pretty magical because that's what tends to happen. <laughs> In my containers. So if you'd like to join the membership, it's 22 bucks a month. You can do that in the bio link or bio link in the show notes. Where am I right now? I'm not on Instagram. I'm on my podcast, Kelsey. Jeez. Um, and if you would like to get into the codes of quantum love and you missed the registration for that, you can join the embodied alchemy membership for $111 a month and you can access the live sessions that way and the replays of all the previous series that we've done so far. To give you context, we've done a series on rejection, we've done one on resentment, we've done one on body love, and we've done one on worthiness. So you've got a lot of rich content and a lot of embodiment journeys that you can go through. Plus there's all of the dropping classes that I've done and those are different themes as well. So you have a lot to choose from in there Mm -hmm. and there's a specific community space for the embodied alchemy membership. So there's a place where you can digest and you also get access to the quantum love membership. So like there's a lot that you get if you hop in there. So those are available to you. If you want to go deeper, if you don't, if you just want to, you know, read my Instagram, and listen to the podcast. That is so okay, too. And if you really liked the episode, if you got something out of it, please, please share it with someone else in your life that could really benefit from this conversation as well. And I love you all so very much, and I will see you and talk to you next week, if not sooner. Bye, friends.